game. We are going to be talking with Pete Haley, NBC Sports beat reporter for the Washington Commanders. You can also listen to his <laughs> podcast, Washington Football Talk Podcast. This is what happens when I read somebody else's script. Let's <laughs> yeah. welcome him to the show for a second time. It is Pete Haley, folks. Thank you very much for joining us here again on Ref the District. Uh, no problem, guys. Thank you. And uh, yeah, that intro, a little stumbly, but you got through it. Whoever wrote that for you, though, just shovel the blame on them. I like it. <laughs> I don't know if I can blame my wife that much. So. <laughs> oh, never mind then. You've been doing a lot of work there at uh, training camp. I mean, uh, you know, and, and, and here as we get ready for the regular season to start. How does this season feel compared to some of our past seasons? A lot of it, unfortunately, feels the same, at least in the defensive end. And, you know, bringing back John Bossick certainly doesn't help change that view. But uh, with this defense having third downs be such a problem last year and then the preseason, the indication is it's going to be a problem again this year. And you hear guys wanting to say it's just we aren't game planning, we aren't. Uh, scouting our opponents but what were you doing the entire season last year you're game planning you're scouting you weren't getting off the field and now here's a group that's largely the same now in terms of the offense at least it does feel different there are new names there are names who were injured last year who are coming back and of course there's a quarterback at the center of it all that's completely different so at least reason to hope for change expect change and be optimistic that there's going to be improvements on that side of the ball um and lastly in terms of the coaches i think there is a bit of a departure from the past couple of years in terms of trying to keep things status quo. Um, Ron, uh, I think the urgency that he's spoken of, I do see it as Scott Turner's coming from the booth down onto the field. That's an adjustment for him. Uh, hopefully Jack Del Rio changes some things up on his end and can get more out of a defense that is similar personnel wise. But uh, if you ask me a record prediction, I'd probably say nine wins. And while that'd be two wins better than the past couple of seasons, it's not necessarily a, a giant upgrade from what uh, this this squad has been as of late. Yeah, so Pete, it was obviously, uh, you know, all the moves that happened in the last uh, day, day and a half. Uh, what we saw basically was the same guys who were in training camp are the same guys who are coming back on the practice squad, minus two or three, right? Where we see other teams, take, for example, one that's uh, was reported quite a bit, I think the Jets had like nine guys that were signed on other teams, something yeah. to that effect. What What do you think in your view, not specific to Washington, but in your view, is it better to have all these guys coming back, the same guys who you've been working with, or is it better that you're getting all these uh, refreshed guys onto your team? It feels like it's one of those arguments like, when a team has a player's coach, their next coach is a hard ass. And then when they have a hard ass, the next coach is a player's coach. Like there's arguments for both sides and whatever you don't have is what you're going to end up wanting. But in terms of this team, having a lot of the practice squad players return, I think it's good. Like Jared Patterson, there's familiarity with what he can do. You saw it in glimpses last year. He had 70 carries, which was I, when I looked up that number today, I was surprised to see how high it was. And you can trust him if you need him to play in a week. Uh, eight game out of nowhere, you can plug him in and be confident that he can at least do a solid job. Same with the colleague Hudson on special teams, Danny Johnson at corner. Um, sure, perhaps you'd love to to find a couple high uh, 
toolsy guys, uh, high potential guys who maybe didn't work out in a previous city and they come to Washington under new coaches and they can have those skills accessed in a better way. But I don't mind what they're doing on the practice squad overall with the 53 man though. That's where I'm a bit perturbed that there's not as many new faces, especially places like linebacker uh, where it was pretty (laughs) obvious they needed an upgrade and then no upgrades were achieved. Yeah, so uh, I know we're a day after the roster cut down to 53 and the initial roster, whatever, but let's see. Do you see anybody on the roster right now that can possibly contribute right away um, that was kept, that we thought might not have been kept? That's a good one. Like, you know, Armani, Armani Rogers love what he can do as a, as a fourth tight end, but he's a fourth tight end. and. Uh, hasn't played that position in an NFL game yet, so there might be more of a learning curve for him. So wouldn't expect him to contribute right away. Jeremy Reeves was a guy on the bubble who is maybe going to be active and play specials and help out in that back end since they don't have very many linebackers right now, and maybe they go a little light at corner so all those safeties can be active. But uh, it feels like the the players that were those last few guys to get on are just going to be the special teams players uh maybe jonathan williams is the best answer i can give you while we still await word on brian robinson uh mm-hmm. someone who like patterson played last year he only had about 20 touches but he scored a touchdown and has been with other teams before we talked to him in the locker room today and he's he's used to uh having to uh learn a system and make a quick impression or else he knows his job's going to be given to somebody else so out of the the guys who squeaked on jonathan williams maybe will be the one who's who's most impactful at least early because they're going to want to run the ball. And until Robinson's back in that mix, they need the guy who can give you the four and five yards on third and three. And I think Williams is going to be the one they turn to. Well, now that you've talked about Brian Robinson, what is the latest that you are hearing about him? Is he destined for the NFI list? Is, is he going to be back by week three? What's the latest that you can tell us? Still hesitancy on the on commitments from Ron and the staff, mm-hmm. but like, when, when the team claims two corners and their corresponding moves are to cut linebackers instead of just put Robinson on a list, that, mm-hmm. that's got to give you some optimism that maybe he's mm-hmm. going to be okay or at least not needed to be held out for four games, which is the minimum number he'd have to miss if he was put on NFI. And, and Curtis Hodge is going to IR. They're not moving Robinson along with him. So the, the tea leaves, while it's really difficult and probably – risky to read them based on this situation when it's so murky and it's just something we're not used to seeing. It's not like it's an ankle sprain or a hamstring pull. I mean, the guy was shot twice. We don't know Mm -hmm. exactly what the wounds and the surgery he went through were like, but what the team is doing, keeping him on the 53 while they're moving other guys around would give you hope that this is going to be just a couple weeks. And look, he was shot on Sunday. Uh, That Sunday plus two weeks is week one. If he doesn't play until week three, that's a month. That's a month recovery. And if the mm-hmm. gunshot wounds aren't that bad, then maybe a month recovery is all he needs. Isn't, isn't that crazy? We're talking about, well, if the gunshot <laughs> wounds weren't so, weren't so bad, maybe he can play. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, just that's just, it's just, yeah it yeah, is wild. It's, Typical it's, Washington offseason, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, yep. it, it's wild here. It's a well-said thing there, Stoner. Pete, uh, any rumblings? about this kick return game outside of Antonio Gibson and Dax. I know Ron said some other players might get some looks, so they'll take looks at other players there, but any rubbings who those players might be? No, he he's doing the generic other guys, and I think that's probably mm-hmm. because there aren't many other guys to give it to. 
Um, I would love to see Gibson back there. And I asked Ron today if with Robinson on the shelf for now, does that change his goal with Gibson when it was, okay, we need to find him new ways to get involved. We need to let him work in space since he's not going to be the primary back anymore. Well, now he might be the primary back. So is that mission on pause while they just let him do his typical running back things? I hope not, but I would think if number eight is, is sidelined for a bit, they're not going to want to put Gibson back there as the kick return and risk him, even though kick returns only happen a few times a game, it would be, a bit risky. So perhaps you just slot Dax Millen back there. You tell him if it's one yard deep in the end zone or anything behind you, we'll take the touchback. If it's short of that, try and get to the 25 and secure the football. I, outside of those two, I don't know what else you're going to do. I mean, you're not going to put Dotson back there unless it's the fourth quarter and it's a punt return and you need a big play. And none of these other players really have uh, experience. I mean, Jared Patterson would be a guy, but he's on the practice squad. Maybe there's an elevation on, on week one and week two, like a Patterson that they or use in that Alex respect. Erickson was kept yeah, it was could white, be right? Erickson as well. Like that, that's something they do. So uh, Gibson's the only one with real sizzle. The other ones are just going to be the fair catch or the kneel it in the end zone variety, which to me drives me crazy. I would love to have a little more spark <laughs> back there, but um, you can only have so yes. many types of players on a 53 man roster. Yeah. I just like how you have a little bit of optimism there and saying that they're only going to have to receive kickoffs a couple times a game after you yeah. mentioned how this defense <laughs> is a little sketchy. So, well, not they might have to receive many kickoffs, but the touchbacks are, are going to uh, be okay. fair sailing. Fair so kickoffs that they're able to return is probably only going to be on occasion. That, that's fair. Well, make sure you get in the chat if you have a question here for for pete haley nbc sports washington we did have a couple people who chimed in wanting you to know that they are that android user you got yourself into a little bit of a debate <laughs> i don't know how you do that it. in that regard <laughs> the, yeah we, uh, uh, we talked to charles leno about chase Roulier being the android user and before we could even finish the question charles was like I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. When the new iPhone comes out, I'm going to give him my old iPhone. I don't care. He can just put his name into it. Uh, so Chase, I know there are, Android people are so hardcore about it. And look, I'm probably too mm-hmm. stupid to understand why I'm sure the government is stealing things from all my Apple products and like other countries are just, you know, probably are participating in this call right now without my awareness. But I like right. Apple. I like the emojis. I like being yes. the blue message instead of the green message. So I'm going to keep it there. Chase is, is more than welcome to stick with the Android, but he's going to get harassed for doing so. <laughs> I'm yeah. the green dot in this particular group. Here. Yeah, man. Could, could you give us something a little bit more to be optimistic about with this team? Like where, you know, you mentioned nine wins. How are they going to get those nine wins? What are those wins going to look like? I believe there's going to be a section of this offense that they unveil uh, starting next Sunday. Like the preseason, I know there's some griping about it being so many intermediate passes the throw at five yards, let Dotson run four yards and that's it, or, or hit Armani Rogers to make it second and six and, and not really take the deep shots to McLaurin to any of those guys. And I understand that, but I think that was, let's get Carson some familiarity with these guys. Let's get them through it healthy. I mean, the, the week two preseason game, the offensive line was all shuffled up. So when the season starts and Scott Turner knows he has a full game to set plays up, to, to figure out what a defense is doing and then expose them in different ways. I think that is going to be when you see these receivers and this quarterback with the big arm do some more dynamic things and, and not just reflect this offense from a year ago. So that's really where my main optimism lies is that I'm not going to go crazy and say they have too many weapons, but like if you want to get McLaurin, Samuel Dotson, McKissick, Thomas, 
Rogers, Turner, uh, Robinson, when he comes back, like that's a lot of options. And that's mm-hmm. something we don't really mm-hmm. say. Normally it's, Hey, there's Terry. And uh, <laughs> there's maybe Kelvin Harmon. Oh, Cam Sims is around. But like this time around, it feels like they have so much to take advantage of. And I hope that Carson is up to the, up to the task when it comes to doing that. Well, you have impeccable timing, Pete, that you, uh, that you came on the show right when we've decided that every guest that we have on the show gets a ref the district mug with your photo on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because this is apparently a a really big deal out in the uh, Twitterverse right now is these new mugs that we've got going around. I I heard. Yeah. Oh no. I heard, I heard the junkies talking about it either. I think I was on the treadmill this morning because I work out because I'm shredded nice. and super athletic. Um, I heard them talking about how oh, I heard about how you guys gave them mugs. I had no idea that I might be in line for a mug as well. I don't have any yeah. mugs, so it would immediately become my mug one on my death chart. Let's so please, go! Please get them in Let's my hand. I will advertise and and thank you on the internet as much as I can. Are you a, are you a coffee drinker? So I've never really been, but I've noticed the past couple months is training camps slogged on mm-hmm. and right now you know going out to the park every day you, you, i'm getting starting to get tired and i've always been a dude who can like fall asleep rather on quickly a, just, a just, just boom <laughs> just yeah the table exactly thanks <laughs> to my colleagues for exposing me yeah. so I've, yeah. I've started to up my coffee and take a bit it's not hardcore coffee it's more of just like the the milkshakes with a, a splash of coffee but oh, yeah. i would gladly pour a duncan caramelized coffee into a mug with my mug on it and then and then thank you all again let's go (laughs) so pete we've got to address the elephant in the room the biggest move that happened today john bosick is back one how do you feel about that honestly from a football perspective and two is that the only linebacker we're getting this offseason until week one or is there somebody else coming or we just complacent right now so they're at Four now, Davis, Eifler, Holcomb, Bostic. Wouldn't yeah. shock me if they added another, and it wouldn't shock me if they stuck around. In terms of Bostic, what do I think of it from the football uh, perspective? Yeah. Look, I understand that you want guys you know and guys who've been here, and I think he's a very good leader, but I, I cannot believe that they're bringing him back. And it's, <laughs> and it's John Bostic is way more successful, way better at his job than I ever will be. Like, all of those things, I'm not trying to disrespect him, but like, it was clear last year that he couldn't do a lot. He He's not very good in run, and he was taken advantage of all the time in the past game. I mean, when quarterbacks targeted him, it was just automatic. Tight ends, receivers, running backs, zone, man, it yeah. doesn't matter. So I, it luckily, I guess the difference is that it's going to be more of a depth thing, but he's still going to be on the field a decent amount. They were going to play David Mayo a lot, so I mm-hmm. would assume Bostick's going to get those snaps now. And whatever he adds in terms of experience and knowledge, doesn't outweigh that he's just a liability out there. So uh, when when I saw that come across my Twitter, I I wasn't floored because we're floored by this team when things happen like changing the name and the trainer gets in a DEA raid. Like that stuff DEA, floors DEA me. Ryan. Mm-hmm. But when I saw Bostic resigning, I was like, oh my god! Wow. And I, no. I, I, <laughs> I know they can't do any better because whatever linebackers are out there are cut by other teams. But like. Try someone else. <laughs> Yo, the way the way Nikki tweeted it was like the commanders have re-signed John Bostic, period. Yeah. I, mean, I was like, you could just it. feel her, Dude, it's, her tweet. Yeah. It's- it, and it I I've 
I have no words left to explain the move. Oh, and man. I hope that he doesn't have to see the field too often because you, if John Bostic's playing meaningful snaps, this defense is not going to be in a good place. You yeah, are saw pretty, pretty level, you know, level what you say about players and the overall defense. And all. That's kind of the first time I've really heard you be really down on a signing of I know, a player. I know the questions to ask, bro. I know the questions yeah, to ask. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, again, it's just he's coming off a torn peck. He was slow, a step or two slow before. And, like, yeah. if a guy knows the system so well, then you would think he's able to make up for that by being in the right place, being able to key in on things in anticipation, but he doesn't do that either. So mm -hmm. it's just – it's I there's just try Schobert or – or AJ Klein or some guy that got cut by another team who's yeah, a, a second-year player, a younger guy who maybe can Jared grow. Jared Davis. Like right, like Bostic. We know what he can be. It's not a lot, and there's not going to be any sort of renaissance or resurgence. So it really mm -hmm. didn't piss me off. Like, it's not my no. job to, to build this team, but, like, <laughs> it really – I looked around like, at the other reporters, and I was like, we're it's 2022, and they're signing John Bostic again, huh? Like, this is this is a real thing. Now they they did dump a couple of their corners that they have known for a while, Danny Johnson, Corn Elder, and they pick up a couple of young guys on that side and that particular position. What have you heard about these uh, younger players to include a, another pick from this year? Yeah, yeah. Um, it seems like Wild Goose, and that's funny that that's his Great name. name. Ha ha ha! But um, it seems like he's more of the 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 slot guy in terms of what martin and ron were expecting while uh it's what is it Tark field santos or what yeah. Tark something santos castro, uh they, yeah, like that. yeah castro santos yeah whatever his name is and i'm sorry it's been a long day um he <laughs> yeah. seems like he's more of the the boundary corner uh playing out there with his long arms and his speed he's the one who excites me more he seems to have a polarizing player profile it, the guys who are a fan of his coming out of Penn State this year really like him, and the guys who aren't don't think he's worthy of a spot. So, but like that's what I like about it. Like Bostic, I wish they could have found someone like that for linebacker. If he's in a couple of weeks, it's obvious that he's not catching on. You cut him and try another young guy here at corner. Maybe Chris Harris can get to him. Maybe Del oh, yeah. Rio can deploy him in a certain way mm -hmm. that that maximizes his speed and his traits. Um, so I'll be looking for his development more so than wild goose but either way like perhaps they stumble upon something um but still i mean after saint juice that's a young inexperienced room and saint juice is also young and inexperienced so the corners mm -hmm. two through five two through six whatever are three through six right now in the depth chart that's if i'm an opposing quarterback no matter how young i am trevor lawrence or how experienced i am aaron Rodgers, i can't wait to see those guys in sub packages yeah does john bossix last the entire season for us i would think not i mean uh, maybe no, no. <laughs> I mean, there, 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 there no. can't be a way this happens. I refuse to believe it. Yeah. Bostic and Apke on the same day, it was a lot, a lot going on in the waiver wire. Hey, Trapke, bro, Trapke season's Trapke back, back. Pete. Yeah, he's back on that practice squad. Shaka Tony season's back. <laughs> Shaka Tony made this team. Ron said that he kind of showed out in the the end of camp. Is there? And, and really, any there there's nobody who's next to Montez Sweat that actually looks good, and you know. But Shaka Tony, I will say, looks explosive. Is there really? What are we going to look for next to you know opposite of Sweat throughout the season until Chase Young comes back? I like Tony as the third and long specialist. I think mm. he gives them the most burst in terms of just being a straight pass rusher. 
I'm not sure he's as good or well-rounded as two Hill or James Smith Williams when it comes to setting the edge and playing within the scheme and, and just being able to do an average job. But I like Tony's speed. I really like what he did on special teams. And that's something Ron brought up as like a, a deciding factor in keeping him around. So I wouldn't mind seeing him get a lot of the snaps um, opposite of sweat. And by the way, while we're talking about sweat, like, look, Mm -hmm. I know he's got the pedigree and there have been moments, but it's, it's not like he's an automatic 13 sack guy. And we just have to figure out what's going on opposite of sweat. Sweat Mm -hmm. himself has variables. He needs to be healthy. Mm -hmm. He needs to take full advantage of the gifts he has and, and Mm -hmm. show that he's worth whatever contract he's trying to get. So Defensive end outside of Sweat is is definitely worrisome, but Sweat himself remains someone who you're just waiting to see put it all together. Pete, do we see another contract extension coming up sometime in the season or maybe at the end of the uh, end of the season? Yeah, I don't think we'll necessarily see anything coming up during the season, um, but I think Cam Curl is someone who could be next up in line. I know P- Payne is going to the final year of the contract, but there never was serious movement towards getting him to sign or put pen to paper this year. I would expect you would like to test the market and try and just get a, a big fat deal from whoever you can, whether it's Washington or somebody else. Uh, so I think Cam Curl is a guy, another homegrown player who could be someone this team wants to lock up. And speaking of Cam, he's in a sling, Pete. Saw your tweet. The tweet you posted was like, uh, so this is new. Yeah, please reassure us. Uh, look, I mean, Ron doesn't have to tell us until next Wednesday what the deal is, but uh, my colleague J.P. Finley talked to Bobby McCain, said Bobby McCain didn't seem too worried about Cam Curl. And just like I said, with not putting Robinson on any list, they could have put Cam Curl on IR today to make room for these guys. They didn't. Okay. So I don't know what you could have in a sling that isn't a serious injury. Like, you know, yeah. like maybe it's a sprained shoulder or wrist and they're just trying to, you know, elevate it or whatever. So I don't know what that could be. That would be something he's able to shed oh. and, and then just start playing again. Um, but yeah, that was odd. I mean, I never go over to that side of the field. I usually, it's a long walk to get around it. We're not out there for that long, but I was like, no, I'm going to go over here today and, and put some boots on the ground. And I was like, who's that dude in a sling? Oh my God, that's Cam Curl. So it turned out to be very lucky. And now I'm definitely going to be taking more trips to that side of the field. Yeah, please what juicy do. nuggets I'm going to stumble Yes, <laughs> please the, do. The internet sleuth in me uh, zoomed in a little bit on that photo. And, and it, it looked like he had some sort of cast on on his uh, like Like a finger was finger kind of involved. Yeah, into yeah, it. So yeah, maybe definitely. the sling was just to kind of keep him reminded yeah. about not doing anything with the with the hand. Dude, it could be but that. Yeah, he I'm definitely trying. had something on the hand. Maybe it was a wrist or jammed, who knows yeah. what. But there's more more tape wrist casting on the hand as well. So, yeah. look, they don't practice again until next Monday, Labor Day. Oh, wow. They're off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Wow, uh, that's okay. good. They can, they can hopefully heal up, Thursday, and I'd love Friday, to see Saturday, everyone. Sunday. Thursday, a.k.a. tomorrow, we go to their welcome home luncheon where mm. they announce, like, awards from last season, and, and there's some rah-rah speeches. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we are off, which I'm nice. quite thrilled about. Yeah, let's go. fantastic. I got another question, Pete. Uh, let's say mm, – I know. I'm sorry. We win 10 games. We make the playoffs, lose first round because of our defense. Our defense – our offense has won, has won us 10 games, not our defense. Does Jack Del Rio stay even though we made the playoffs, or is he gone? So playoffs is the great deodorant, and it can mask yeah. a lot of things, but – I'm Look, Del Rio's that. getting Del Rio's getting, uh, you know, not super old, but older. I've never got the impression. This is just my impression that him and Ron 
totally jive. I mean, Ron just had to fine him a hundred thousand dollars this past off season and just <laughs> seeing how they talk about each other in pressers. Like it, it seems like, I mean, they're two alpha males they are two ones of current head coach. One's a former head coach. They're both defensive minded. They're both linebackers. Like I could see them butting heads and, and wanting to do things their own way. And there being a bit of a struggle there. So if the defense is really, really, really bad early, maybe Jack gets fired. That's like the, the, desperation we need to turn this thing around and, and change things up but if it's just mm-hmm. more of the same i could see ron hey we made the playoffs but we need to get better on this side of the ball clearly things aren't working we need to reset so i wouldn't be shocked in the least if this is del rio's last season i think there's more of a path towards that being the outcome than this turning out supremely well and del rio remaining as dc in 2023 well pete what's your boldest prediction for the season coming up Ooh. Ooh. Um, yeah, yeah I, I would love right to now. Like come, out, come out with something of a, a number like this guy's going to do this much. Um, my boldest prediction, I'll stick to more general, is that William Jackson the third lives up to that contract he got last year, goes from a guy who's maligned and like the next Josh Moore, Norman type of deal and shows that he can be the, the corner this team wants. I think I'm buying into him saying he's more comfortable I'm buying into what I saw at training camp. The secondary overall might be some fool's gold out of what I saw. Like I thought Corneller had a pretty good camp, but it might've been, he was just facing an offense that was sputtering early on. And then once the Mm -hmm. offense started being better, corn disappeared. But William Jackson (laughs) with that speed, with those long arms and with just a further understanding of what he needs to do in zone, as well as being able to sprinkle in his man coverage skills, I think will emerge and be, just one of the better defenders. So it's not super bold and there's no way to really quantify it, but I think number 23 is going to be back in the good graces of fans. Yeah. Number three this year. Number right? three, Pete. Oh, He's number three. Just this number year. three this yeah, year. Sorry. Sorry. But it has yeah. been a no, long man. day for Pete. We are going to. No, don't give him that. Yeah. He just said he wanted to give a number thing and yeah. now he just. Re- yeah. So yeah, don't let that one slide. Yeah. We're still going to give you a mug. You just got to, you got to DM us. We'll DM Put the number 23 on it. Get some info. We have Mitch from your podcast coming out. We'll have to get JP on sometime as well. We appreciate you, Pete. This is Pete Haley from NBC Sports Washington, and you can check out him there and on his Twitter handle. And, of course, check out their podcast, Washington Football Talk Podcast. It's Pete Haley, J.P. Finley, and Mitch Chip Tischler all on there. Thanks, Pete, again for joining us. You have a wonderful day. Get yourself some rest and enjoy your luncheon tomorrow. Thank you, guys. Always fun to join. Thanks for having me on. And uh, we'll do it again at some point in the future. Hope hope your show continues to go well, though. Congrats on what you've done. Appreciate, Appreciate you. Thank you, bro. Hey, guys. All right, Pete. It was a great guest for us. We are going to wrap this <laughs> up. And then we're going to come back with our bold predictions, our season predictions. Make sure you get yours in the chat. I want to see what you are coming up with right here for the cool down here on the district. (laughs) 